This program is brought to you by Bible Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 121 is going to be from Mark chapter 8, verses 36 through 37. In the end, when Christ comes to judge the world, nothing will matter except whether or not you are right with God. Not your house, not your car, not your education, not your career. As God's people, we need to be absolutely sure that we are preparing both ourselves and our family spiritually, and not just physically or worldly. Mark chapter 8, verses 36 through 37 read, For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Our soul is the most valuable asset that we have. It's either going to spend eternity in heaven or in hell. And what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world? If he becomes the richest man that has ever lived, but loses his own soul. You see, man's not going to be able to exchange any amount of money for a place in heaven. The places in heaven are only going to be given to God's obedient children, to the children that love him by keeping his commandments. And so it won't profit you anything in the end if you have all the money in the world, but you come to God at judgment day and have not been obedient to him because you can't exchange anything for your soul. Solomon understood this. He went through his entire life trying to find happiness apart from God. And he looked everywhere, and he said, All is vanity of vanities. Nothing is going to profit me in the end. Nothing's going to make me happy apart from God. In Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verses 13 and 14, Solomon concluded this, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. And so Solomon looked for something that was going to make him happy. He looked throughout the entirety of the book of Ecclesiastes, and he experienced everything. Nothing was withheld from him. But at the end of the book, he said, this is my conclusion. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether it is good or evil. As humans, we spend our entire life building up treasure. We spend our entire life trying to have a bigger house, a better car, a better education, and a career that is going to pay us lots and lots and lots of money. But none of those things are going to matter when Jesus returns to judge the world. When Jesus returns to judge the world, there is only one thing that is going to matter, whether or not we have been pleasing to him. We can have the biggest house in the world, but when he comes in judgment, that house is not going to matter. Matter of fact, it's going to be burned up with the rest of the world. The biggest car, the fastest car, the most expensive car is not going to be able to drive us away fast enough to keep us from having to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. The best education in the world 
is not going to get us out of having to stand before the judgment seat of Christ and give an account of what we have done in our body. The best career in the world, if you become the best doctor that has ever lived, or the goat in football, the greatest of all time or in any sport, it's not going to matter. doesn't matter how much money you made as a doctor or as a professional athlete. That money is not going to be able to buy you eternity. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? In the end, when Christ comes to judge the world, nothing will matter except whether or not you are right with God. Not your house, not your car, not your education, not your career. As God's people, we need to be absolutely sure that we are preparing both ourselves and our families spiritually and not just physically or worldly. We can give our children the best education in the world. We can send them to the best schools in the world, but it's not going to matter. If they lose their soul because they didn't know God, the best education in the world is not going to matter. Whether or not we trained them to be a professional athlete, or we took them to livestock shows to train them to be the best productive citizen that we possibly can, it's not going to matter. If we left out the most important lesson of all, And that is getting to know God and loving God. The greatest command in all the scriptures is to love the Lord thy God with all thy soul, with all thy heart, and with all thy mind. You see, this is the number one and greatest commandment. Because when Jesus returns to judge the world, that's all that's going to matter. Whether or not you knew how to be pleasing to God and you put it to practice in your life. Solomon said, this is man's all. There's nothing else other than this. In verse 14 of Ecclesiastes chapter 12, it says, For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether it is good or evil. In Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 and 20, the Bible says, Do not lay up for yourself treasure on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. If we lay our treasures up in heaven, nothing in the world is going to be able to take those treasures from us. The rust of this world is not going to be able to decay them, and thieves are not going to be able to break in and steal those things. But if we are laying up treasures here on earth, rust will destroy it, and thieves will break in and steal. And what will we have then? We won't have anything. We have to learn how to lay up our treasures in heaven. We can have the fanciest house, the biggest house, the most important house that has ever been built. But in the end, it's still going to burn with the rest of the things in this world. Thieves can break in and steal the things out of it. And decay eventually will destroy it. You know, when I was growing up, my dad had a joke that every time we drove by a house in the country that had been falling down and decaying over years and years and years, he'd say, there's my dream home. Now, we all knew in the car that it wasn't necessarily his dream home, but he was making a joke. No matter how good that house was, no matter how pretty that house was in its heyday, it was deteriorating and rotting, and it was worthless in the current condition of itself. And this is the end of all houses here on this earth. Every single one of them, eventually, no matter how much you put into it, they're going to deteriorate and rot. 
The car that you own is eventually going to wind up in a junkyard, no matter how good of a car that it is. Your education, when Jesus comes back, it's not going to matter how smart you were. It's not going to matter how many doctorates or PhDs you have or whether or not you are the greatest athlete in the world. Your career is not going to matter. Those are all things that are treasures on this earth. And the point of Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 and 20, is those treasures will come to an end. They're temporal. No matter how good they are, they are still temporal. The only thing that is not is treasure in heaven, our soul. Our soul is the only thing that we have that is not going to be temporal. It's going to last for eternity, whether or not it's in heaven or hell. And that's a scary idea there, that if you do go to hell, it's going to be just as long as heaven. In the end, when Christ comes to judge the world, nothing will matter except whether or not you are right with God. Not your house, not your car, not your education, not your career. As God's people, we need to be absolutely sure that we are preparing both ourselves and our families spiritually and not just physically or worldly. If we truly love our families, we're going to prepare them spiritually. We're going to train them. Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 22, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 6, I'm sorry. If we give them that, we're giving them the most precious gift that we can ever give them, teaching them how to be right with God. That is the most precious and valuable gift that we can give them. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 4, Fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Fathers, this is the most special and precious gift that you can give them because it will last for eternity. If you train your children to be godly and they go to heaven, they will have a reward that will outlast any reward here on this earth. The house, the car, the education, and the career, they will all vanish away. They will all eventually not matter. But the gift of godliness will follow them throughout eternity, not just this life, but throughout the next. And this is the one that we need to be preparing ourselves and our families to obtain. In Matthew chapter 25, and verses 1 through 13, the Bible says, Then the kingdom of heaven shall be like to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise, and five of them were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. We don't know when Jesus is going to return. But when he does, nothing is going to matter except for being able to go into the wedding feast 
And if we're not ready and we have to go and buy oil for our lamps and the door is shut, then that is going to be the worst day of our lives because the door is not going to be opened. Once Christ comes and judges the world, the door is not going to be reopened. Just like in the times of Noah, when the door to the ark was shut, everybody that was on the outside perished because of the flood. The door was not opened again. We only have this life to prepare ourselves. And if we don't understand that our soul is our most valuable asset, then we're going to find ourselves on the outside of the party. In Mark chapter 9, verses 36, I'm sorry, Mark chapter 8, verses 36 and 37, for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? This is something that we all need to understand. We will not be able to buy our way into heaven. We will not be able to get into heaven because we are the most talented person in this world. If we don't understand that our soul is valuable, if we don't understand that we need God in this life, that's all that we're going to have. In Luke chapter 12, verses 47 and 48, the Bible says, And the servant who knew his master's will and did not prepare himself or do it to according to his will shall be beaten with many stripes. But he who did not know yet committed things deserving of stripes shall be beaten with few. For everyone to whom much is given, from him much will be required. And to whom much has been committed, of him they will ask the more. God is going to require his people to understand this. He's going to require his people to know this, to have studied it, and to have put it into practice in our lives. We need to know the Father's will, and we need to be doing the Father's will in our lives. In Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We should not be putting anything in front of God. We should be offering ourselves as a living sacrifice to God, understanding that His will for us is the best thing possible and that we are willing to put His will above ours. This is our reasonable service. And then in verse 2 it says, Be not conformed to this world. We cannot allow this world to conform us to it. We can't love it more than we love God. We need to be transformed by renewing our mind by the mind of Christ. In Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. In Ephesians chapter 4, verses 12 through 16, the Bible says, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is head, Christ." from whom the whole body joined and knit together by whatever joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. In the end, when Christ comes to judge the world, 
Nothing will matter except whether or not you're right with God. Not your house, not your car, not your education, not your career. As God's people, we need to be absolutely sure that we're preparing both ourselves and our family spiritually and not physically or or not just worldly or physically. We need to make sure that we're not being tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine. We need to understand that we need to be right with God. So as we go about our lives today, let us take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So as we go about our lives today, Let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting our website, BibleWayMedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.